When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Poetry Questions TPQ20, where we sit down with your favorite authors to talk about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. My name is Chris Margolin. Let's expand the conversation. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I am doing all right. Well, uh, welcome back. Uh, yes. it's, uh, this is uh, this is part two, though uh, we're uh, several months removed from from part one at this point being recorded. But uh, people are going to get to hear some back to back episodes today. Um, so we'll we'll start off as we normally do because I'm sure you'll have a different answer today than you you might have during part one. So uh, mm. welcome back to uh, TPQ twenty. Uh, nice. We always like to start off by saying uh, we know who you are. Um, our audience may be new to you, and uh, if you were to give the bio that uh, I'm going to say it again because I want people to make sure they have it in their heads. If you were to give the bio that's not on the back of Melodies of the Oppressed coming out in September with uh nightingale and sparrow uh who would you say you are yes uh as i said on part one i'm chris l butler a black american and dutch poet living in canada now um been there since 2019 and i am a former college athlete i am an entrepreneur i am someone who is a cyclist uh, for my spare time. I don't know if I said that in part one. And I love basketball and anime. All right. Let's, let's, the cyclist thing's an interesting thing. So I, I got some pictures from you the other day uh, from, uh, from definitely uh, the early aughts. Uh, no, was that just, was from like 2018. Oh my. Well then, not just a cyclist, but bicycle polo is that yeah bike polo is a member of the houston bike polo club it's amazing I that's didn't... not uh what i was a college athlete for as i said in part one i was on the <laughs> rowing team yeah but if you could make bike polo a sport like like a college sport that'd be pretty rad it would be actually that would be i think professional Kind of like how if they could be integrated into the X Games where there's already a lot of sponsors and funding, that would be. I think right now bike polo, and I've talked to many of my friends who play still about this, is very much in the Lords of Dogtown era right now. You know, it's so in 20 years, (laughs) you know, I think people will catch up. Nice. All right, so people are going to be wondering why there's a part two. We might as well just dive right into it uh, because, um, yeah. So 
so the reason we're having you back today uh starts uh starts by saying that um after 12 13 four i have no idea how long the poetry question has actually been a thing I think at this 13 point. years yeah i think about 13 years I, I i want yeah i feel like i feel like it was about 2011 or so and i had a, had a student mm-hmm. stand up in class and asked me to prove the relevancy of poetry in the 21st century and ah some somehow some way it wound up becoming the poetry question uh but mm-hmm. after all this time uh i am I am really, really excited to uh, to hand over the reins of the poetry question to a poet who I admire, um, who I uh, sought out initially to to do a TPQ five, um, uh, and someone who has become behind the scenes pretty integral to the inner workings of the poetry question. Um, and a good friend of mine over the last few years. So uh, I am really, really um, excited and scared. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm really excited to uh, to announce that I am handing over the reins, um, all things the poetry question, with the exception of TPQ20. Don't worry, that's not yes. going anywhere. Uh, I am really excited to hand over the reins of the poetry question and all that it comes with to uh, the incredible poet, uh, Chris L. Butler. Um, so, you know, here are the uh, the metaphorical keys and all. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're here for that reason today for part two. Uh, I get a, I get to say, I get to say an, an early goodbye. I'll be officially stepping down on the, with the last day of May and you'll be, you'll be taking over officially on June 1st. Um, so yeah, we'll start there. Uh, what do you got to say for yourself? And then I got a whole boatload of questions. <laughs> sure. So first of all, I'm really uh, honored and thankful for all the nice things you just said. It's really a blessing to be able to continue the legacy that is the poetry question, uh, albeit, of course, the podcast, because I want you to continue that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm really looking forward to being the new editor-in-chief. I'm not sure what number that would be, but I'm excited to be the new EIC here, and I have some really cool ideas. Yeah, I think you are. Let's see. uh, If we we wanted to get really, really technical... um, it was started with uh, with my college buddies uh, Jamal Allen and Doran Simmons. Uh, we started it as a uh, like <laughs> we started it as an education site, right. uh, where it housed like a quote of the day and a prompt of the day, uh, and it was looked at by a lot of college professors, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then they Jamal teaches high school or yeah teaches. Uh, high school in um, i'm gonna say iowa okay he might email me later and correct that and doran uh doran lives down in still lives out in oregon this direction Uh, i don't know what he's up to these days i talk to him every once in a few years nice uh but yeah i i eventually just figured that poetry was a cool thing um a portland poet named ross robbins uh, kind of turned me on to a handful of poetry presses 
Um, and then Ronnie Stevens came on board and it was very obvious that it needed to be a review site. Um, and then uh, uh, Courtney and I, when we kind of brought it back to life uh, a handful of years ago, um, really just kind of had fun with it and picked a cool direction and somehow it came what it is. But I have reached the end of what I can do with it. Um, and I'm so excited to go back to just to reading poetry as a reader again. Yes. Um, I'm sure right. that'll be fun for you. It will be. Uh, I got some questions, though, for you. Um, Absolutely. As, as a fan of poetry, uh, as a fan of all of these independent presses, um, and I know you are somebody who pays very close attention to all of the presses um, and all the, the books that are coming out and the constant rotation of things. And you, I know you like, you know, not only do you love reading poetry, but you really like the marketing of um, and kind of finding where poetry kind of fits into places that maybe it it doesn't uh, or uh, yes. rephrase that. Maybe it hasn't always felt like it should. Yeah. Um, so with with becoming a new editor in chief. Um, yes. I guess let's start with. Uh, well, let's start with kind of a vision statement of sorts. Um, mm. Like what does, I guess, what does the poetry question mean to you in, you know, it, mostly in the new world, but what does, po what does the poetry question mean to you? Sure. So I don't know if this is the mission statement, I will say that, but <laughs> what the poetry question means to me is I think it, it's everything that Poetry used to be in the digital space. So what I mean by that is before the MFA was created, maybe 60, 70 years ago, and even before the 20th century, I feel that poetry was seen as very much, of course, an art form, but there wasn't this professionalization to it. And I think the professionalization has been a beautiful thing for artists because we should be compensated for our creative works no differently whether you're one genre or the other i would love to see a world where everyone was getting paid the same and what i'm saying by with this professionalization i think nowadays there's a lot of places that it costs to participate whether that's an mfa uh, even if you're fully funded you have to step out of the market and make a less a substantially amount of less money with the stipend is not as much money you could be making right so there's this constant tug of I want to go to this fellowship, but I can't afford it. Or I want to, I'd love to move to this city and study here, but I can't afford it. And I think what makes the poetry question special is mostly everything has been free other than some contest fees to pay authors. Everything has been free. And, you know, you're able to, if you can't read a book, and I want to read everything, right? I think a lot of poets, that's the biggest problem. We want to read so much, but it's hard to know what is out there if you don't know. right? And the poetry question having free reviews versus other magazines where you have to be a subscriber allows you to truly see what you may be interested in. And I think in today's world, a lot of artists are saying we, we don't need reviewers. Um, I think maybe in music that might be, and I'm not trying to remove any opportunities, but I think in a space where music is way more popular, that might be the case. I could see that argument, but with poetry, I think 
so many poets are reliant on reviews in ways that maybe rappers don't have to be um, or country singers don't have to be because of the popularity of those art forms. But with literature in a world where journalism is charging, you know, to to read a certain amount of articles that if you read something about the news, you're not going to be able to read reviews. And I think the reviews is where TPQ is the strongest. I also feel that the ability to connect with artists in the TPQ fives that happened for years yeah. uh, makes it special, as well as the podcast. Like there's this balance of learning about the artist's work, but also learning about the artist's work and how they view work from the artist. And I want to keep those elements alive. And I want to keep the accessibility and anti-gatekeeping that TPQ is um, a part of the future vision. Nice. And I think that's that's always been one thing that we've really like. It's it's really cool. I go back every once in a while to look at those TPQ fives. And for, for those of you who don't know what those were, uh, for about four or five years, um, almost daily, uh, the poetry question uh, reached out to people and asked them, who are you reading? Uh, what are the top five? What are your top five? Um, and it wasn't just poetry. I mean, we saw every, you know, uh, we saw if <laughs> we saw so many different uh, genres and subgenres and, you know, writers from all over the place. Um, and yeah, the connections, I think that was the really cool thing about it is, you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And I think that was a good thing. Uh, most of the time, because I just sent out emails to poets that I thought were good poets. Right. Um, you know, and and it was cool to get those people and to look back at some of the people who who said in TPQ fives who have now moved on to way bigger things. Um, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, so I guess on that, are there features that you are that as an editor are there features that you think you want to bring to uh, to the poetry question? You know, so I guess, I guess what will you do? What are the features that you're looking forward sure. to, to bringing on? Yeah. Well, as I said, I think one thing that is very strong about TPQ is the ability to bring the artists to the front priority, whether that's a review, a podcast, a TPQ five, or even a tweet, just supporting our work. Like, I think that's key. I think it's good that I'm currently an active poet. I think that'll be really cool for the poetry question. I think there's always been a pedagogy background and I'm going to keep mm -hmm. a lot of that as an aspiring academic myself. But wait, I think- Wait, you mean it has not been a secret that like Ronnie and me and like a whole slew of, of uh, writers from poetry question uh, live in the education world? No, Damn. and I want to keep all of that, but I also want to showcase artists in new ways. And I think we're used to a world of, okay, if I want to do this, let's say video, if I want to do a video of my poems, there's a couple places that I can go, right? If I want to do an audio of my poems, there's a couple places I can go. And for the sake of not gatekeeping, Audio, two places, Poetry Foundation and voicemail poems, video, button poetry, as well as Poetry Foundation are now taking these types of files. 
And I think because of places like Def Jam Poetry and Button, um, we've seen, and uh, right about now in Houston, where I'm from, we've seen these new kinds of opportunities to see poets. If you don't have the ability to travel and see these people, you're able to see them on these platforms. Right. And I come from, of course, hip hop culture, which I've said many times on all my TPQ features of some <laughs> sort. And I would, one thing I loved about hip hop was Rap City, the basement, oh. where you would have rappers come on and freestyle. And I think I want to take some of that culture as well as the button video culture that goes back to Def Jam and kind of have a series where poets can submit a video of their poem. Um, this is something I've wanted to do for myself for a while. And I'm just thinking like, why not with this new opportunity as EIC open the floodgates for other folks? You know, I think it will be a process of like any other magazine there. We can't accept everything, right? But we, we all, cause we want to mainstream a certain standard. We want to make go about it as a democratic process of voting um, and that sort of thing. But I think it would be awesome if we had more spaces that did that kind of thing. So nice. I'm hoping to launch, a, I don't know if it'll be called this, but like TPQ The Basement, where it's like, <laughs> you make your video, it's totally up to the artist how they want to make their video. It could be, they're just sitting in front of a bookshelf, or if they want to do something like I would do and go find their favorite mural in the city and, and do it in front of that, like if they want to do it in their art studio because they have a residency at sundress in tennessee whatever you're doing i want to i want people to show like your city even if it's a city you're in temporarily your city you know who you are as a poet culturally i think it would be really awesome if more folks had the chance to do that sort of thing mm. so that's one thing i definitely want to launch i like that i i think that's really i mean these are these are reasons why, like, I think, you know, especially like you start talking about videos and technology is not my strong suit. And I like the fact that that you're going to move in a direction that's that's more visual, that's more that's more engaging, frankly, than than I think than I think uh, TPQ or a lot of presses are at the moment. Um, one and you guys the, already were doing like TPQ was already doing that with Reggie Johnson. Yeah, replays. Know, he, Replays yeah. was such a fun, such a fun feature. Reggie's it was fantastic. I mean, those those videos, especially because they were a, a lot of Reggie's work is is done pretty quickly, um, and really really well done. Um, and yeah. his video content is amazing. Um, not just for you know, not just for us, uh, but he also he's also over at Daily Drunk as well. Yes. Um, so it's it's really fun to watch to watch that type of video content. And I'm excited. I I I obviously I've been a huge button fan for years and I always love right about now and uh and and the videos that come from that and I use them in my classroom on a yeah. regular basis. Um one of the you know, things and, and I think it, I just think it would be a lot of fun. You know, I don't know if it'll be a 10 year thing, a five year right. thing, but I would love to get it going and then it's permanent archive. Like yeah. You know, it would be cool to see some poets who are established participate, some poets who are in the middle, some poets who are emerging, some poets who are fledgling. I'm looking, I would love to see 
everyone participate who wants to, who would be comfortable enough. And I want some people to come outside their comfort zones. Right. You know, I think TPQ is a strong brand of 13 years, you know. So there's no reason why someone who's won awards, someone who wants to win awards, and someone <laughs> who doesn't know what the awards are can participate awesome. and put out great poems. Yeah. Well, and I mean, to you, like, what do you, as as a poet, what do you look for in a press? I mean, when you're looking at some place to submit, what are you hoping for? What are you looking for when you're when you're scrolling through submittable uh, and scrolling through Twitter and Instagram? What do you what's making you stop on a press to look at their content? So for me, I will say that I have an abnormal approach to it because I'm so involved with organizations like Thinking Inc., uh, which are resource driven. Um, I think I look for these things out of contractual obligations first <laughs> but secondarily it helps me it's like oh well i'm i'm handling i'm feeding two birds with one piece of bread you know i'm able to get more done right. so i for me i'm not looking necessarily always at what's best for me sometimes i'm i'm also looking for asians uh latinx people lgbtqia2 plus people because of the organizations i work for they're very bipoc and, and queer driven and oriented, it's a, I'm already looking at a wide pantheon of stuff, even if it's not meant for me. Mm -hmm. But I, I will say I do look at mastheads and see, you know, how inclusive they look aesthetically. I think it's important to know if this person is like someone who's a strong writer who's also editing or someone who's an amazing editor who used, editor who used to write uh, I think for me, I'm I'm a solid editor, but I think I'm a better writer. And I think I'm a better editor of other people's work than my own because I'm self-critical, you know, but someone else's di uh, formula could be completely different. Right. So for me, I think it's important that the place is inclusive. I love it if they can pay. If they can't pay, okay, well, what's their mission? Because by publishing with them, I'm advancing their organization. And I think a lot of artists look at it as the magazine advances me and it's really a dual partnership. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I think that's, and that, that I, I like that approach to it. I definitely think there is a, I mean, there really is a shared ownership of what, of what you're doing. I like that. All mm -hmm. right. So as we, as we kind of head toward the ending here, um, sure. Uh, we are we are getting closer and closer to the release of cars uh, <laughs> in the background here. Um, we are getting closer and closer to the release of Melodies of the Oppressed. Uh, are you are you done with edits? Have you turned in Have you turned in your final uh, your final versions? And uh, has Juliet given you the a okay yet? Not got the a okay. I am done with my final versions. I'm wrapping up cover stuff nice. a little nugget of fun i am designing my cover oh hell yeah um i actually was a visual artist before i was a poet um in high school i was a part of my visual arts program as well as elementary middle and yeah i i love designing i love creating i love taking risks and experimenting and you know to to be fully transparent I think a chap, I look at chapbooks like mixtapes and I think mixtapes artists are able to be more free 
than they are on albums. So I think it's a safer space to take a risk of designing your own cover than maybe if I had a big four book full length debut. But I'm I would think, you know, if it goes well, why not do it at that space? <laughs> you know? So yeah. Awesome. Um, well, uh I guess we'll end it this way by asking instead of uh what you're excited about that's out there right now um what are you most excited about for the next stage in your journey as an editor-in-chief what's uh what's kind of like what's you what's got you uh, really excited about that full transparency the be the ability to be able to read almost anything and i just feel like it's such a blessing to run an organization like TPQ because there are already publicists and publishers emailing me, you know, catalogs. And we live in a very expensive world, you know? So I'm, I'm looking at it like I have a personal library and there's no reason or excuse why I can't engage with poetry moving forward. So I'm really excited to not have to afford books, just being honest, and to take that um, access and use it for the greater good by reviewing as much stuff as it possible. It is, it is, yeah. That is a, it is a cool, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse because I, I, sometimes the stacks get really overwhelming. Um and man, it is so nice to be able to try and promote, publish, work with as many authors as come as as have come through, you know, the gates of any press. Uh, I'm excited to see where you take this uh, this little uh, this little thing called the poetry question, uh, and and where it goes. Uh, and as a you know, as an avid fan of poetry and words, uh, you know. I really, I really do look forward to seeing what you do with this thing that I have, uh, that I have definitely shed a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and uh, money into. <laughs> yeah. Well, as someone who was in the TPQ army, I'm excited to be general. <laughs> oh man, it's it's gonna be so much fun. I I look forward to uh, I look forward to popping in as the occasional reviewer and and oh, that'd be uh, wonderful. Yeah, and obviously, like you know, TPQ twenty is 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 not going anywhere. Uh, we we've got enough scheduled for another good year and change. So uh, I look and forward some to... also other exciting programs in development. Yeah, stay tuned. yeah. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be so cool to see what happens. Um. All right. Well. Uh. Well. You know. Congratulations to you on on the new uh the new editor-in-chief spot the poetry question um, i look forward i look forward to seeing where you take it and uh and what what you're putting out uh over the next several years um and with that said uh have a wonderful rest of the day and i will talk with you soon all right thank you chris i'm excited to take on your legacy all right man have a great rest of the night all right cheers
Thank you for listening to the Poetry Questions TPQ20. Please like, rate, review, and subscribe. See you next week.